Hi, I'm Diane Hullett, and welcome to the Best Life, Best Death podcast. I'm here today with a special guest, Gary Rowe, who is an author, a grief specialist, a former pastor and missionary, and someone who just brings so much to the conversation about grief and loss. Welcome, Gary. Hi, Diane. Thanks. Glad to be here. And when I say Gary's an author, I mean, he is a prolific author. You can find out more about Gary on his website, GaryRowe.com, and you'll see just a wide range of books that all are trying to, I think, help with the isolation of grief. That's a, that's a good way to put it. It's a good way to put it. One of the things I found on Gary's website is um, just a you know, beautifully titled, titled little article called Loss, grief and aging in a COVID world. And as Gary and I were chatting, we kind of felt like that's really the topic, you know, that's what's up for people. It, it really, I mean, I mean, it really is. I mean, I, I am so sick of hearing about COVID. I know we all are, you know, but, but yet here it comes again, you know, and there's another, there's another variant and there's another this and there's another that, and that means this and that means that, and we're never going back to normal, but we don't know what normal is. And uh, we've all lost a lot through this process, whether it's just a, a sense of normalcy, maybe a sense of safety, maybe a sense of security. Uh, some of us have, uh, well, who knows, some of us might have lost jobs, loved ones, you name it. The whole world is immersed in grief, but I think a lot of people don't realize that that's what it is. It's grief. There's all this change going on. It's just like someone who's had a significant loss in their lives, significant where the world seems much the same, looks much the same, but it's not the same for them. Everything has changed and they don't know what it's going to be like yet. And here we are, the whole human race is there. Right. right. Interesting. I'm reminded of like, you know, those moments when you're in a doctor's office and you get a diagnosis and like there's simply the before and the after. And I remember sort of feeling like, you know, the freight train of COVID was coming and those little red mm. dots on the John Hopkins maps. And here we all are quite a bit later. But as you said, kind of swimming in grief. How, how do you you know, how, how would you describe what are the symptoms of grief that we're seeing around us? Well, I think, <clears throat> excuse me. Uh, grief hits our entire being, you know, and, and it, it, it's hard to compartmentalize things, but I'm a guy, so I'm really good at that, right? <laughs> Love to put things into boxes of, um, you know, it hits our emotions. That's what we feel the most, uh, but it also hits our mental capacities, our ability to focus, hits us physically. We have weird symptoms, even if we, if we don't have COVID. Um, it hits our relationships, you know, this whole thing with COVID has really hit our relationships. They, they're definitely changing. Uh, it hits us spiritually. So it hits our souls. Uh, it hits what we believe, why we believe, what we believe. Is that changing? Are we sure about that anymore? Are we more sure about that? And then it hits our future, which is what's that going to be? But, you know, the main things that people really struggle with in this are the emotions. You know, we, we have... Uh, we have learned to be in a very, a very emotional global society. You know, if it doesn't feel good, we don't want anything to do with it. Well, grief never feels good. There's, there's sadness, there's anger, there's frustration, there's confusion, there's regret, there's guilt, there's um, 
depression, there's fear, there's anxiety, even panic and terror. All of those things are a part of grief. And when a person begins experiencing kind of all of those things, at least on some level, you know they're grieving. It, it just perhaps they need to pinpoint what exactly they're grieving. Um, because for all of us in this COVID era, all of us are experiencing a major loss of some kind. But sometimes it's helpful to hang a label on that so that we know, you know, I've really lost my future as I knew it. Or right, or, um, for, or for students, it's like I've lost what I thought would be a normal freshman year, or I've lost what I thought would be a um, particular time of hanging out at high school parties or something, or yes. yeah, yeah, as you said, yes. or or a loss of um, a sense of, of normalcy, even that, as broad as that is, is a loss. It, it is, it's, it's huge. Um, I have one teenager left at home, little rabbit trail here, who's a freshman in high school. And just from dialoguing with school counselors and teachers, since the COVID era, you know, it was challenging being a school counselor and teacher before, but now the challenge is on steroids. I mean, it is, there are so many more issues because fuses are a little shorter, anxiety is higher, depression is deeper. All the issues that we had before are just exacerbated right. now. Right. And it just makes, it just makes life so much more challenging. I see it most often. I experience it most often on the road when I'm driving. Um, <clears throat> I say that because everybody seems to be going nowhere very quickly. <laughs> and, in a very agitated state. In a very agitated state and, and driving at high speeds right on each other. And it's like you can, it's palpable. You can almost feel it in the air this tension that something's about to explode. Just sometimes everywhere we go in, yeah. a, in a restaurant, if we can go to a restaurant or uh, Target or Walmart or, or whatever it might be, the world has changed. Mm -hmm. And I don't know anybody that I've met that would say, oh, it's changed for the better. I like this. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I, I haven't, I haven't met anybody that says that there might be somebody out there, <clears throat> but, and it, it's, it's just a challenge. I think we feel more alone than ever before. Um, we normally feel alone. And I think we kind of need to embrace that because nobody's in our heart, but us. Mm -hmm. And, and so people know us and we know them, but we really don't know the depths of their hearts. Each one of us is a unique individual, unique in all of human history, even if we're a twin. And so that in itself is incredibly special. But the backside of that is that's kind of lonely. Right, and, right. And when we lose someone in grief, I mean, grief is inherently lonely because you've got two people unique in all of human history, which means there was a unique relationship there. There's never been another relationship in the history of man, mankind, exactly like that relationship. Well, no wonder that hurts. I mean, no wonder we feel sad and frustrated and angry and fearful and guilty and all of those 
other things. It's a real challenge. But I think the thing that I appreciate so much about, about your writing and, and the way you approach grief, Gary, is that you, you really... You, you really face it directly, as you just said, naming the emotions and all the layers of difficulty, whether it's COVID or the loss of a loved one. And then you, you find ways to kind of be proactive and say, how do we keep moving forward? What do we do? So, uh, you know, two questions that I saw from this article on your website, you know, you say, speaking of isolation, how are you doing out there? <laughs> Number one, do you find yourself feeling isolated in your grief process? And if so, what do you think might help with that? So it's like, even within the difficulty and the, the misery and the, the challenge of the, the emotional and all the other levels, what might you do? What might help? And then the second question you posit is, if you're not currently struggling with a sense of loneliness and isolation, do you have some words of encouragement for those who are? So again, asking us to reach out of our isolation and reach towards a friend, reach towards a family member who we know are struggling. So I, I go back to, you know, this idea that it, it matters what you go through. Yes. And it matters more what you do with it. Yes. Yes. I, I had a mentor in college who, after hearing my story, my story is just riddled with loss up till about the age of 15. And then things leveled out for a little bit. Um, <clears throat> and after hearing my story, what he said was, well, Gary, please remember, it's not so much what happens to you, but how you interpret and respond to what happens that's really going to make all the difference. And of course, he was right. I mean, it's we, we all can think of examples of people who have gone through extraordinarily difficult things. Uh, we can point to some people and say, wow, their life is a war. You know, it's just been a war from childhood on. And yet, <laughs> and yet they find joy and yet uh, they are serving and giving to other people. They have not grown bitter. Uh, they have not grown unforgiving. They are productive people who are loving the people around them, sometimes at great cost to themselves and making a huge difference. And sometimes I really believe this, they're making a huge difference because of all the junk and all the loss that they have been through. Um, there's a phrase out there that says our greatest pain often informs or defines our mission. And what I would say is, wow, if we don't let grief and loss teach us and help us to grow, we will never learn the key thing about life, which is this is this is not life is not designed to be smooth. I mean, that's obvious. We're 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 built for hard stuff. And that means this life is really about overcoming things. We can we can argue it's something else all day long, but if you look at people's lives, that's what it's about. We hit roadblock after roadblock, loss after loss, obstacle after obstacle. So it's not about avoiding the obstacles. It's not about avoiding the losses. You can waste your life trying to do that. They'll catch you anyway. <laughs> so when you meet one, when it does happen, then we haven't, we have, it's terrible, but on the backside of it, side of it we have a great opportunity to turn something 
even traumatic around and use it for good. Now that's turning the tables on things. And we really need to do that for our own mental health. Uh, It's also a great way to love the people around us. And our world really needs difference makers like that right now. I mean, we've always needed difference makers. We've always needed them. But right now, especially when people need to be comforted, encouraged, inspired, they need examples of how to overcome this, not whatever this is, not settle into it, give into this, give into that, and just go through the rest of our lives thinking we're semi-victims here. Um, I want to go back real quick, Diane, because that triggers something else. Uh, uh, It it came from the article and and then the question you mentioned and something you said about it, but I think people feel stuck a lot. In COVID, I think we felt trapped a lot. The reality is, however, as trapped as we might feel and as out of options as we might think we are, we always have options. We are never really trapped. We might feel trapped. That's okay. We can own up to that. I feel trapped. Uh, But the reality is there's always an option to think differently. There's an option to behave differently. There's an option to engage with other people differently. Uh, we, We always have options. And so... For folks that are listening and you feel like you're stuck, I would just say you're, you, you feel stuck for right now. You right. Know, and what this- might be another option? And as, as I think you, you mentioned here too, how do, you, how do you find some support for that? Where are, the, where are the support mechanisms? Where are the people? And if they're not the people that they used to be, maybe there's some new people. Maybe there's a new angle of support. So kind of figuring out how to reach out, which I know in the depth of stuck is pretty hard to do. It's hard. <laughs> but it's, it's, this is, I love how you frame it. It's hard. And this is the human task. You know, this is what we're here doing. It, it is. I, I wish it were easier to reach out when we're wounded <laughs> and hurting. What we really want is for people to come to us and just be telepathic and know exactly what we need to hear. And, but I think we're all realistic enough to know that's not going to happen. It might, but anyway, uh, chances are we're going to have to do the hard stuff. And part of that hard stuff, as you said initially, is knowing that you're someone alone, knowing your own heart, within your own heart, what do you know about yourself, about what you're grieving or what's difficult, and then how to find that vulnerability to share and um, reach out. So yeah, I love this, Gary. Are there any last things you would say about, you know, this, this COVID time of loss and grief? We've already said it really, but to summarize, um, I kind of call them the ABCs of grief. We could call them the ABCs of COVID, A, B, and C stands for something, of course. Uh, A, accept yourself. Uh, You know, we want to, we we get kicked into fight or flight so often with all of these emotions and everything. We need to just accept how we are feeling right now and how we're dealing with this and accept this as it is for the moment. It's going to change, but accept. B is beware. Beware of what? Well, beware of isolation. We've talked about that. That is not our friend. We are designed for relationship. We come out of the womb screaming for it from the get-go. 
and we, we are wired for connection. And so that's the C, connect, connect. Accept yourself as you are in the moment, whatever that is, rather than fighting, trying to fight against it, that just gives it fuel. Run from it, you won't be able to do that. So accepting yourself, be beware of isolation and connect, but connect with safe and healthy people. You know, there may be some influences, there probably are, that you need to avoid because they're just not helpful. They're, they're, they're either critical or judgmental or they're fixers or wh whatever it might be. Or drinking buddies who say, come on, let's go drink this off. Yeah. So how to find some safe people to connect with and healthy. Yes. Beautiful. Yeah. I love that. I love the ABCs of grief and loss. I bet you've got a book about that. <laughs> not yet. <laughs> Great. Terrific. I've been speaking with author and grief specialist, Gary Rowe. And thank you so much for joining me today, Gary. I think there's, we both talk fast. And so listeners are going to have to um, actually take their phones and slow it down. Slow it down. Everything we have to say, but I just think there's a lot packed in there about talking about what the whole world is going through right now and how we can um, keep managing this because I don't know that it's changing anytime soon, right? Here we are at the end of 2021 and we're just... And it feels like we're starting all over again in some ways. There's a little bit I know we're not, but uh, absolutely. Pleasure, Diane. Thank you. And thank you to, to those listening. God bless you. You are not alone. You will get through this and uh, find some safe people. It will make all the difference. Beautiful. Thank you so much, Gary. I'm Diane with bestlifebestdeath.com. And you can find out more about me at my website, bestlifebestdeath.com, or my guest, Gary Rowe, at his website, garyrowe.com. Thanks so much for listening. Mm -hmm.